Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished professional turned entrepreneur, Sharmila Pandey from Mumbai, India. Sharmila, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Sharmila is the founder of Step Up Wellbeing and Step Up Parenting. So, Sharma, uh, before we get into step up parenting and well-being, tell me a little bit about your own journey, uh, and as you define it, from business transformation to personal transformation. Okay, yeah. Thank you for inviting me. I uh, I'm very happy to be on this show. Thank you. And let me tell you a little bit about this transformation. So, mm-hmm. all my life, I have actually believed in transformation. So, wherever I go. Whatever I do, I try to see what is existing and then how can I make it even better. Mm-hmm. So whether it's in my personal life, whether you know as a parent or in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of my jobs have been in that, and it has run the gamut. Actually, I'm a finance person, so mm-hmm. let me this thing. I am a finance person. I'm a BCom. Even from IMC, I did finance. but i have worked in hr i have worked in it i have worked in fundraising so wherever i have gone i have tried to use my accumulated knowledge to see how we can transform okay so for example uh, say my last job which i did with unilever okay i uh, was called in to help transform the quality walls ice cream project okay now uh, i came in from tata trust mm-hmm. where i was doing fundraising for the cancer hospital in kolkata okay okay mm. so i had not come in from that kind of a background and um, so when i asked my boss why he took me he said i would like a fresh look mm-hmm. you know if i get people to do transformations they will do the you know usual thing so i looked at you i liked you you come with you know diverse knowledge mm-hmm. so that's how i came in to transform the ice cream business mm-hmm. so what i did there was basically try and see what is available mm-hmm. and then how we can transform it okay luckily for me the global team also got assigned to this project mm-hmm. so then we had a wealth of global information right. also mm-hmm. this is happening in different countries this is what we do mm-hmm. and so we took the best practices from across the world mm-hmm. but relevant to india because it is going to be used in india so we can't use something which is working in america which may not work culturally in india mm-hmm. so transformed it to have a fit mm-hmm. to the indian scenario the culture the people and the market right and finally we created the project mm-hmm. uh we then Uh, i was there for a year after mm. that mm. trying to uh, you know work on it uh, to see how it pans out because mm. that is also important you yeah. know most of us we get people to come in from outside we get these large uh, consultants who come in they give you know their advice and then they walk off mm. and you know, the final implementation may be something totally different because uh what they envisaged and what the people are implementing uh their mindset may be different mm. so this was a good way of understanding that the implementation was also happening mm. from within mm. okay and i was the bridge 
from the conceiving to the implementation so i understood mm. and holding the uh, whole group together so so tell me uh, samira i'm sorry to interrupt you but when you take on a project in transformation what are mm. some of the steps you follow and what have been some of your learnings so the steps we followed as i said was first is you first find out where you are and that uh-huh. is what you know you use for personal transformation right. so when i used it for this so mm-hmm. using this mm-hmm. first is to say you become self aware mm-hmm. right so you know where you are what are your advantages what are your disadvantages so right. whether it's in the workplace for a business or mm-hmm. whether it is personally for you okay mm-hmm. so see where you are then do a search as to see what are the latest things that are happening because you already know what is existing right what is there is what is available with you mm. what are the latest mm. then you do a mapping to see which of this is relevant for you mm. because it could be the best thing abroad mm. but if it does not work for you your personality your culture the time frame that you are in it will not work Mm-hmm. okay or something you believe in mm-hmm. so that is the biggest one so it has to be a best fit project for mm-hmm. you okay mm-hmm. so you take those learnings and the final one is the implementation mm-hmm. okay because you might have the best plan but if you don't implement it properly okay it will fail and the last one is don't be stuck to that plan okay. if you feel that it is not working Mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. pivot you know Understand. you could even pivot 180 degrees because mm-hmm. as you go along you find that okay this is not working mm-hmm. something which you thought was not important or would not work is actually the thing that can work so have an open mind well and said. that i think is the biggest one that you do change and be open to change at any point of time yes. and not be stuck to oh my god this is my idea this is the best idea and it has to i understand so one of the one of the challenges i have often seen in my journey as the corporate leader was that when you go for transformation a lot of leaders don't like change they yes. like status quo ante <laughs> yes uh, i'd love to get your perspective on how do you handle such uh, resistance so for me it has been and i do it for this thing i do it even with my children my children are young adults now mm-hmm. is i tell them this is my view mm-hmm. this is what i am i think is the best way mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. or the most suitable for you now it is up to you to decide okay whether you want to continue the way you are doing now mm-hmm. or whether you want to just look at you know a different way mm-hmm. and if it doesn't happen if it doesn't work you are always able to go back to the old way right, right. okay well said so well said so shall we now let's keep uh, moving on and uh, you know you've became an entrepreneur you founded a uh, an organization called step up parenting and step up well being let's talk first about step up parenting tell me a little bit about your motivation to start this venture and what do you do yeah so so this is my first entrepreneurial journey it is actually a culmination of my life mm. uh, because initially when i started working i was in the finance field mm. i used to be in merchant banking so i used to travel 
like 20 days a month. Mm. Okay. And my husband also similarly in the sales mm. and four years into my, uh, you know, career, I had my first baby. Okay. A son. I went back to work, but then I realized that with that kind of, you know, traveling, it just doesn't make sense. And I had to decide whether I want to continue that is career important mm -hmm. or, you know, bringing up my child is important. Mm -hmm. So there actually my mother uh, played a large role in it. Mm -hmm. She herself. So we come from a family of, uh, you know, educators, education. Right. My mother is a master's. Mm -hmm. My father, my brothers, they're all from IIT mm -hmm. and all PhDs. So, but we have always given up our careers for our children. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we feel that parenting is as important a job if not more of working in a corporate, mm -hmm. because at the end, you are creating future citizens Correct. of the world. And they are the ones who are going to run these corporates. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a good supply of future CEOs, mm -hmm. you know, where will the company go? Sure. Okay. So, so which is why I gave up my career. Mm -hmm. I continued all through for the next 25 odd years in working in consultancy and part-time kind of jobs. Mm -hmm. Even this Unilever transformation was actually as a consultant part-time. Mm -hmm. So I came in from outside, worked as a consultant. Now, all through my career, mm -hmm. I have, because I've had kids earlier, you know, I am supposed to be the one who knows parenting. Mm -hmm. I would keep giving advice to parents. Mm -hmm. And that is where the idea came of this parenting setup. I wanted to start a mother-toddler center mm -hmm. where parents like me who are going on maternity leave, you know, for six months are at home, need intellectual stimulation. So it was a very different this thing. It was more an emotional and a mental part of it rather than, you know, just the basic transactional thing of parenting. So from, a, from the perspective of parenting, I'd love to get your inputs on what are some of the key needs of young parents? Because, you know, you, you uh, took a choice to stop working and bring mm. up, uh, you know, future leaders, as you mentioned. But a lot of people may not have the luxury of saying that, you know, uh, I'm going to give it all up and just be a parent. Uh, uh, what are some of the key needs that parents need to address? So I think that is actually a choice. Mm. Okay. Some of us, it is now same you know, two income families sure. or one income. It depends on what your needs are. Mm. You can absolutely money, enough money yeah. to, you know, just go on a local holiday or a foreign holiday. So it's I a know. choice you're making. Sure. The one thing I will say about parenting is the fact that it's just a simple thing. Your kids are like sponges. They absorb what is happening around them. So if there is and I keep telling these to my, uh, you know, parents, I run mom groups. So mm -hmm. I tell them that be careful of how you behave around them, mm -hmm. what you say, how you act, what you think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that they are just silently absorbing it. Even a one day baby is absorbing. Even before the baby is born in your stomach, the baby is absorbing everything that is happening to you. So you have to be really careful about what your feelings are. What is the energy that is sure. around you? Sure. Okay. 
and that is the simple so i talk very simply i don't talk you know though i have psychology degrees and various other things mm. i have instilled this thing that distilled it to just simple things one is energy be very careful have decide what kind of values you want to bring to your children and then follow that mm. okay so i will not say you know 10 rules or whatever else my oh, simple to so another another factor that i have often seen uh, in parenting uh, is uh, culture what are your thoughts on how does culture impact the way we parent our children so actually it's a very debatable topic sure. okay mm. we keep thinking you know indian culture and things like that and uh, i have done most of my psychology mm-hmm. abroad in london in us and things like that now when i was talking to uh, you know my teachers there professors there they said you know indian parents come to us so what do you keep talking about that india is different from us mm-hmm. uh, so it is not very different for most of us at least the group that i work in i work mm-hmm. within the iim community so most of us are you know we are well traveled we have access to global practices it is the environment so what you saying about culture is uh, we keep saying that you know this is the indian culture and exactly like you're saying we don't like to make a change we think that you know what we are doing is the best mm-hmm. i totally agree i think there is a lot of knowledge that is there within india what was there in the past and i am actually trying to bridge the gap between what was the old world you know what was there in the vedas and things like that and what is it now if you look at mindfulness okay i have done mindfulness with john kabat-zinn if you know who the gentleman is he is the guy who is the nobel prize winner who started mindfulness i have done sessions with him when he is talking most of the stuff he is talking about our stuff that i have heard my parents and grandparents talk about mm-hmm. he's just given a modern twist to and i am following that with him trying to say what was it when we originally envisaged it and how it has got changed and has become a token system now uh, for example uh, say uh, you know we all talk about uh, what will i say i mean the thought that keeps coming to me are about you know periods though it is not a parenting thing but it mm-hmm. is how we talk about you know something being dirty not being going to the temples mm-hmm. many parents believe that from what i am learning is that there is an energy you are in the olden times when parents were uh, you know mothers were menstruating they were told to take rest that was the reason why the parents were mothers were told not to work mm-hmm. now it has become that it is taboo you are dirty so you've taken a nice thing which is you were given 7 days rest when you were not well when you were weak because mm-hmm. all the time you were working and you are now taking that mm-hmm. to the other extreme and saying that you know you are dirty you are not clean so that is how we are utilizing so i use this in my well being space actually okay. so it is not so much for parenting but well so let's come back to let's come back to parenting then uh, shamila sure. uh, yes. we're running out of time now uh, 
my next question is that you know when my children were growing up and mm. i'm talking my children are 37 and 34 the only book that was available was dr spock right on parenting and and children but now with technology and with much greater awareness though what you seem to be implying is that a lot of the old practices still seem to exist in our country or most most part of the world what are your perspectives on how has parenting evolved and how are the younger parents uh changing uh, the way parenting should be looked at okay so it's a very interesting question because we are bound by technology right our phone has become our best friend so from where dr spock was the only book to now we have hundreds and thousands of books yeah i think there is too much of information and if you go into a topic you will actually find conflicting information being given to you mm-hmm. okay one book will say this and you will actually find another book or an article which says absolutely the opposite mm. okay so people are confused and the reason i say this is within the im community i run uh, mom groups which are age based so prenatal all the way to teens okay and uh, that is where so people will come and say okay i read this sharmila tell me is this true does this work i'll say see this is my perspective this is what has worked for me now you decide whether you want to follow x or you want to follow y it again depends on what you feel is necessary that's one technology yes now what happens is before you would have workshops you would have face to face now because of the last two years of covid you're not doing it it is become that you consume all this at your own time exactly what you are doing you put it up on the, your website and people consume it whenever they want to do it so now even parenting is becoming that i have been told put up all the advice that you have on your website we will figure when to consume it my um, only opposing view to that is then we are not having a conversation you are just blindly taking in what i am saying you are not understanding the reason behind it and whether it will work for you or not but otherwise i think there is so much of information it is great uh, it is making people aware and especially now that we have nuclear families we don't have the old age mm. you know where parents were giving us information so technology works well but i think we need to have a balance so everywhere i keep saying this balance is the thing balance out old age with the new age figure out what works for you and then do what is the best way for you the best fit okay. because parenting is very very individualized right. so uh, my last question to you and this is for the many people who have listened to our conversation based on our conversation today and all your vast experience what would you say are three key lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away okay so my key lessons actually encompasses both parenting and well-being because i've realized that well-being parenting is a part of well-being parenting is a role we are playing right so we should not forget that parenting so that is the first takeaway parenting is a role we play so it has uh, its effects on our workplace family everything secondly is balance 
we should balance out. So it's not just work-life balance, it's balance across all spheres of life. Mm. And third is let go. Mm. Let go, forgive, and fill your life with gratitude and happiness. And if you're able to do that, you will lead a great life and be able to live long. Shabila, on that note, uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. I think my conversation with you on parenting has been very enlightening. Thank you for talking to me about such length on your views and the processes that are being followed. Uh, thank you also for sharing three key lessons with our viewers and listeners. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.